Greetings, Illusion Astronauts. Yeah, I don't usually do that. Welcome, everybody. Uh, it's our Falcon and the Winter Soldier recap and review podcast. Today we're talking about episode five. It's just called Truth, which, little known fact, uh, that's what the kanji in, in the anime Akira also stands for. I bet it's a reference to that. I'm James, and uh, this is Chad. I'm Chad. I've, I haven't been on uh, my Falcon and the Winter Soldier rewatch podcast in a while. Listeners, the, uh, the the truth is that James really likes the boat scenes, so he didn't want to be in mm-hmm. any episodes that didn't have the boat scenes in it. So, No, the boat is my favorite character, and the <laughs> sea is my second favorite character, and I'm just... I. It's a, a bit like Millhouse at the fireworks factory. I'm like, when are they going to put the boat in the water? <laughs> right, right. What about the boat? <laughs> They've been teasing this Chekhov's gun for uh, for five hours now. <laughs> when are they going to shove off already? <laughs> this episode again, like as soon as as soon as these come out, I'll get a message from one of my friends being like, "Oh, I thought this was a really good one," and then I'm like, "What?" What? This this is the worst one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this one was was slow. It, like we, we we brought the the plot to a screeching halt. And and they just kind of doubled down on all the worst parts of the show so far. And we'll get to it. But I thought that this was like a lot of the scenes towards the end of this episode, I'm like, well, this is the last episode. I don't know why you would have a scene after this one. We've ended the show. But whatever, we'll get yeah, it. Yeah, like and I, maybe the next episode will justify it. Right, you, right, because we got like the emotional growth that we were expecting from. Like that was the the point of the show was like dealing with, you know, the loss of Steve, and uh, and now it, it, all that's left is you know we have to bash some faces in. Right, they didn't just wrap up like the character arc. They also basically wrapped up, like, the political message that's underlying the plot as well. Right. With a big, like, confrontational scene between Sam and Isaiah. And, and it's it's like, what is there left to do? Oh, uh, I guess just, like, fight. Fight it, fight it out at the end. <laughs> the episode begins with a kind of, well, it picks up exactly where the last one left off. And there's a kind of a good fight scene here where... Bucky and Sam just like beat the shit out of uh, John, the evil Captain America. And he never really stood a chance because he probably has the exact same serum that Bucky has, but he's had it for less. And then like Sam is there as well. And although Sam like isn't really able to fight on par with the two of them together, they do like kind of easily overwhelm him. Like he puts up a pretty good fight, but it never really seemed like he was getting out of this to me. Yeah, there was only one moment where he kind of had the upper hand, and that was when it looked like he was going to try to, you know, use his decapitation technique on uh, on Sam with the shield. But uh, yeah, that was it. And the rest, you're right, he was he was overwhelmed. Him ripping off the uh, the falcon wings was pretty cool, though. I, there was really creative ways that they got like for Sam to go like you know, head-to-head fighting someone with these wings, like the way that he used the jetpack even after the wings were torn off, which was a bit cool to see. Yeah, it kind of makes you realize, like, he's not just a guy. Like, it's not just another pilot. Like, maybe he did have some kind of, like, special training or something. Like, he's he's that adept. 
And then they fucking break his arm. Like they break it all the way around. Yeah, God, that was the shield off. Oh, that was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) And then they take the shield and they just kind of leave him like crying on the floor. And I was like, I don't really feel good about what just happened (laughs) to to Sam. (laughs) So yeah, before so yeah, they take the shield and before they walk away, uh, um. Bucky picks up the shield and like he's wearing it and he walks over to Sam who's laying on the ground and for like a split second I thought he was going to be like I'm taking this like I can't trust you with this and like he was just going to run with the shield and then he just kind of like drops it and walks away but like I don't know there was a shot where it, it, like he was in the light and he had the shield and it looked like here's our new cap and then they just threw it away oh I also thought that too yeah like his like kind of his one ring moment right he ends up he does end up passing it to Sam. I think that was deliberate. Oh, yeah. As if maybe Bucky was, like, reevaluating Sam in that moment. Like, do I really give it to him? This is what Steve wanted to. But he didn't He didn't end up accepting it. I did kind of expect him to say something. Like, maybe, like, don't give it away this time. Or any, something like that. But he ends yeah. up saying nothing. Yeah. The next scene, I was so, like, ready to like it. And, and a lot of good stuff happened in it. But ruined by one extremely stupid moment so bucky leaves to track down zemo and he finds him in a really logical place he finds him in the the i don't know like the war memorial after sarkovia was destroyed by ultron and his army of robots and he's there just like paying his respects to his the family that he lost and all his countrymen and and he he explains to bucky that you know, zealots like him, political ideologues like me, will basically never give up uh, unless you kill us. And so that is the, the solution to your situation with Carly. You're not going to be able to talk her down. You're not going to be able to bring her over. You've just got to kill her, just like you have to kill me. And that was good. That was a good scene. And I liked the dialogue in this scene, too. And then they absolutely ruined it with the stupidest thing where... Oh, God. Bucky points a pistol at Zemo, pulls the trigger, click, it's empty, and then drops the bullets on the ground. And I, who was that for? Was he, in, in the, in the canon of the story, was he trying to build dramatic tension for Zemo? Like, I, it was I think, so dumb. I think they, they folded in his personal arc with Zemo, where like Zemo is saying, like, you need to kill, but Bucky is trying to not be an assassin, so I, I think I think there there was like something didn't. You're, you're right though, like something there didn't mesh properly, and, and I think that it wasn't uh, it, it wasn't choreographed or telegraphed to us that like that's what he was trying to do was to not rely on murder, you know. Not that I'm defending it because you're right. It did. It seemed a little bit awkward. I'm just trying to understand like. What you're saying kind of makes sense here, but just the sequence of events, like lift the gun, pull the trigger, click, it's empty, drop the bullets on the ground. Right. It, what it was, was he trying to communicate to the other character in that right. scene? Like, that, that <laughs> it was literally for us watching and maybe himself. It's like Zemo right. must have been so confused. <laughs> yeah, it was just for us to be, oh, he's not really going to do it, is he? Oh, he's not really going to do it. Then why did he do it? Like... Right, there was no tension between them over... You're right, you're right. You know, and it's funny, because I hadn't thought of that until just now, but how weird. 
Right, Zemo's getting he's getting carted away by by the the royal guard of Wakanda. And he's just like that guy's fucking insane, man. I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> the next thing I did kind of like, uh, but it is just all character dialogue. Okay, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna do this scene here, uh, our version of it. So oh, I will no. play the the uh, judge and Chad. You're gonna play Scott Walker, okay? Okay, Not Scott Walker. That's that's Scott Walker's the governor. John, John of, Walker, of some, some shitty state. Yeah, John Walker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, Scott Walker is some lame ass. I think he's the the shitty previous governor of Wisconsin. Not important. Okay, no, right. A different um, podcast. <laughs> Right. Uh, uh, edited in gavel noises. Bang, 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 bang. John Walker, you stand accused of <laughs> killing the guy that we told you to kill, but you didn't kill him in the right way or in the right place that we wanted you to, and so uh, you cannot be Captain America anymore. How do you plead? I am Captain America. I did what you told me to do. Uh, I'm going to be Captain America anyway. Bye. No, you can't do that. Give us back the shield. I'm sorry. I can't hear you. I left. I feel like someone <laughs> should have stopped me considering I'm like on trial. But it is funny that so I was t- t- talking about this with another one of our friends. And if this had played out in real life, not only would John Walker not <laughs> be stripped of Captain America, but like <laughs> he would have his his popularity in america would explode oh absolutely and he would have so many defenders on on the right wing of the political spectrum uh yeah. oh i can just imagine like the 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 right wing commentary being like yeah captain america killed a terrorist what do you what do you think captain america is supposed to do is he supposed to kiss the terrorist on the cheek this is <laughs> this is why we're out there fighting the terrorists these are murderers that he killed out in the streets Oh, you don't like the way he did it? Well, guess what? That's what war is, all right? It's messy and it's violent. And sometimes you cut someone's head off when they're lying prone in the street. Right, begging uh, with, you to let them go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not only would John Walker not uh, lose his Captain America status, or whether or not, even if he did, he would be rocketed to, like, presumptive frontrunner of the Republican presidential primary. <laughs> Yeah, get 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 this man a second shield. <laughs> like, what would be happening is like the Republican ticket would be Walker Rittenhouse twenty twenty four, basically. <laughs> and uh, no, I really true. don't think it would have played out this way. And and he like, because think about it. And yeah. I'm not trying to defend his actions. Like, so, so surely that guy was like defenseless, prone on the street. Uh, but. But he was a violent <laughs> terrorist who was participating in the murder of of innocent people, and had just killed uh, another like what like a service member. I don't know if if, if these guys are still in the military or whatever. But he just killed uh, Captain America's sidekick, or at least participated in the killing of Captain America's sidekick. And so, what's so a Captain America killed him? Uh, <laughs> shit like this happens all the time at war. Not you know, surrounded with civilians with cameras. But it just seemed crazy to me. Um it, it reminded me of, of an opening scene in the movie American Sniper, which again I don't I don't think that's a horrible movie, but I didn't like it. Uh uh just because it's kind of shittily made. But there's an opening scene where he's got like his sniper targeted on someone. 
the main character does. And his, his backup is like, listen, man, you got to make sure he's got a weapon before you take a shot. If you take a shot and that guy doesn't have a weapon, they're going to send you to Leavenworth. And I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> they're just going to move on right along. And uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, I understand well, it, why it's this because, happened. Yeah, the story. he's he's not Captain it America. Seem to, realistic. He's not Captain America to the real America. He's Captain America to like the idealized, like weird. You know, our shit doesn't stink, America. You know, the the one that you uh, you read about when you're a kid, uh, where we always do the the just and right thing all the time, and because you know, blood splatter is scary looking. Uh, yeah, that that's the America that Captain America represents. And, um, yeah, it's not the way that the world is. Well, no, he's the actual Captain America. He's the Captain America, you know, representing America's presence on the actual international stage, where we bust into your country, uh, totally disregard whatever rules of sovereignty uh, that they have here, and just, you know, kill a terrorist uh, in any way we like. I'm saying that the America (laughs) in Marvel is that America. The one that yeah. doesn't exist. Right, right. It's just funny that the judge, you know, again, is like, well, you're basically being fired for killing this terrorist in a way that was bad PR for right. us. <laughs> you should have done it. You should have done it traditional American style. You should have droned a building full of his family and friends during a wedding Jesus. just to kill him. <laughs> oh, my God. That's how we do things in this country, Mr. Walker. Right, and so they 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 kick him out. But uh, and I, I didn't know this character beforehand. But in the next scene, Julia Louise Dreyfus, Elaine Bennett from mm. Seinfeld, shows up and basically tells him more or less, you know, what we were saying. Like, I think what you did was cool and good. You should come do it again for me. And and she, I guess, is playing a character named Val, who is. Is it what Lady Hydra, Madam Hydra? If I got that right? Yeah, I mean, well, that's one of the names that she picks up. Uh, but she actually works for a uh, an organization called Leviathan in the comics, which is like Hydra but for the Russians. Um, okay. Yeah, so she she in the comics she was introduced as an agent of Shield, and she was like really good, like like rival Nick Fury good, um, <clears throat> and then uh, she joined Hydra. Uh, but I believe it was just to like kind of take them out from the inside. But then after that, it was revealed that she was a Russian sleeper agent for Leviathan and like all along. And so she's I think she's the last thing that happened to her was she she's in jail now for like she turned herself in and is in jail. But yeah, she's so she's she's part of like the Russian Hydra called Leviathan. But her story is really complicated, as spies are. But she's a bad guy, and everyone online is saying that this is more uh, foreshadowing of the Dark Avengers. Yeah, or the Thunderbolts. The evil superhero team, basically. The Homicide Squad. uh, (laughs) It's going to be, what, John Walker and the white version of Vision... Uh, really? I don't know, some other characters. Well, that's what people say, yeah. Zemo. Be part of it. For sure. They Perhaps Zemo and um, Thunderbolt Ross is going to be the Red Hulk, which I guess he is in the comics. That sounds weird to me, but whatever. Maybe they can pull <laughs> it off. Yeah, we'll see. Well, he, yeah, that that's the fact that Thunderbolt Ross is there is why people are saying it's going to be the Thunderbolts. 
In the next scene, Sam brings the shield back to Isaiah Bradley, all the way back from episode two. Real quick, when he, how did he get home? He had to have chartered a flight. He had to have gotten Uh a plane ticket. He had to have brought a vibranium shield on an airplane internationally. Did he he check that? (laughs) Like, how did nobody (laughs) stop him? (laughs) I assume Torres flew him back on an Apache helicopter or something. (laughs) <laughs> those do transatlantic flights i don't know no yeah. <laughs> right well it's it's like in uh dark knight rises right like in the underground prison somewhere in europe and he just like gets back to gotham city the next day <laughs> at isaiah's house he wants to learn the truth of like again there's all these super serum programs that you know we're, we're only just now finding out about America had one in the 50s, 60s, and they basically experimented on black soldiers without their knowledge, which I this is based in reality. Yeah. That uh, there were human experimentations done in the military on black soldiers without their knowledge. I forget exactly what it was, but like they were injecting them with certain diseases to see like, oh, I wonder what happens if you have this disease. Pretty fucked up shit. So this is kind of uh, borrowing that real world situation. And so they made a couple of successful superheroes. Isaiah Isaiah was the best. Some of them got caught behind enemy lines and the government was worried that they would lose the secret of the super serum to their enemies. So they were going to bomb the camp, but then Isaiah broke out and saved them. And so in retaliation for that, they more or less like disappeared him. They put him into jail and erased his existence. Yeah, well, notably, he was the only one to survive. Uh, The ones that he saved, I guess, like it just took him longer to die. Uh-huh. He said, like, I I broke in and I saved him, which is which is funny because that's exactly what Captain America did, you know, when he saved Bucky. He broke in and saved a bunch of POWs, and then he was like, he came back a hero. Isaiah came back and was, you know, thrown in jail and taken apart and studied. So Sam wonders, like, you know, if if, if things had played out differently, you know, perhaps you could have been the second Captain America, you know, and Isaiah basically shoots that down. And he's like, no, they would never let a black man be Captain America, and truly... Uh, no black man should want to be Captain America, considering right. the the terrible history of racial injustice. And and you know Sam seems to 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 mull uh, mull over that thought, but he doesn't he doesn't make a reply right away. Yeah. And well, this is this is interesting because clearly, like everyone assumes, and because it happened in the comics, and and they're pushing it pretty hard uh, <laughs> at the end of Endgame and in this series here. That Sam is going to be the next Captain America. He's absolutely going to put on the Captain America suit uh, that he got made for him in the next episode. Was that confirmed that it's a new suit? If it's not, if it's something other than a new suit, that'll be pretty random. (laughs) (laughs) I guess so, yeah. It's like, I got you these uh, necklace. Right, here's your new Falcon wings. They're red, white, and blue. So are the last (laughs) ones. But what the interesting part about it is that they're they're clearly trying to set up here that like, and it, and it is funny the way that like you know in terms of of 
America's role in international politics represented by Steve Rogers, that's kind of an idealized, romanticized version of America. But in terms of America's like uh, racial politics, they are kind of doing a more realism attempt, I guess. Yeah. And so they are kind of show here that this is not the simple uh, uh, good and evil version of Captain America that Steve embodied, that Sam's Captain America will be somewhat more uh, grounded in contemporary politics and realistic situations, I guess. Which is interesting. Sure, go ahead and do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm curious uh, if they're going to have if they're going to pull that thread through what i assume will be another trilogy of movies you know is is it going to be about uh are they going to keep this 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 racial injustice theme in captain america or are they going to just think to themselves well we we covered that in falcon and winter soldier and now he's going to be the new steve rogers yeah marvel likes to do that yeah just bring up an issue lampshade it for a bit and then well we addressed it yeah we addressed you, it a little bit so we're moving on now because <laughs> that that would be really interesting and it's kind of it's it's also interesting that in uh, a series of movies titled captain america it does very little to actually reflect on america yes although i will say the winter soldier does a better job of it Civil War, really not so much. No, that was about Civil War is fighting. more or less like it's it's like what is the role of a superhero in in modern times? But it's like, well, that's not that's not even a real thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, they head back to is it Louisiana? I sh- I feel like I should know by now. But I, yeah, <laughs> Sam sure. Sam goes home, <laughs> and and he wants to help his sister fix up the boat to sell it, but. What's this? His sister no longer intends to sell it. She's going to fix it up and continue to, to work on the boat, I guess. Hooray! Yeah, um, everybody wins? She Basically, <laughs> Sam, in, in episode one, changed her mind. She just needed to think about it for a while, and eventually <laughs> it worked. And Sam thinks about how their parents were community leaders and everyone loved them so they should just call everyone in the community who knew their parents and be like hey can you give us a i don't know a rudder and and you give us uh, a boat engine and we'll (laughs) we'll we'll stone soup this boat back into the water and it works it works and bucky shows up and he's helping to fix the boat too and everyone in the community's there we're fixing the boat this montage, I don't remember what song is playing in my mind. It's come on and let the good times roll and they're fixing up the boat. <laughs> there was one moment in the mo- in the montage or just before it started where like something was spraying or something and, and Sam was having trouble like tightening something and Bucky comes over and he grabs it with his non-metal arm and he, he fixes it and Sam says, why didn't you use your metal arm? And he's like, oh, I'm right-handed. I forgot. Like I forget about it. And I, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, well, I didn't. I, I didn't hate this part. I, as I was watching it, I was just thinking, "Well, this is the end of the show. Like, <laughs> this is what would happen at the end of a movie." Right, right, right. Exactly. It's kind of like we skipped over the climax and went straight to the end. 
And then we got to go exactly. back to the climax. They, they, they picked it up. They're like, okay, so we'll do the resolution and then the climax. This is some avant-garde filmmaking. Right. <laughs> yeah, but then people said Marvel wouldn't take risks. We get an interesting scene where John talks to his friend Lamar's parents. And mm. he, he, I mean, he don't necessarily think he lies. He just, you know, doesn't, doesn't give every little detail. He's like, yeah, this was the guy who killed your son. Well, he didn't actually kill him, but I mean, what he was there and fighting on the Carly's side when she killed him. So I really think we're splitting hairs here to try to paint the dude that John killed as innocent. He wasn't. Yeah, do you Even think- if he didn't personally stab Lamar, <laughs> even if he didn't personally blow up that building full of innocent people, he was still like contributing to the cause or whatever. So, so know, th- the flag smashers fucking suck, man. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I like. I still don't really understand their motivations. And, and and um, I don't know if we talked about it on the pod or not, but there's the uh like a lost storyline about a pandemic that they cut because there's a pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. that there, I I feel like they may have made more sense in the proper context, but right now it's just weird. Anyway, so um, I have a question for you about that scene with uh, John Walker. And um, so d- when he let stretched the truth um, about killing um, Battlestar's murderer, Lamar's killer, Lamar's yeah. killer. Yeah. Um, was he doing that to give them closure or was he doing that to save face himself? Because if he was doing it to help his family, Lamar's family, that says something different about the character than what what is actually like a prideful thing where he's like no no i did it i killed the guy who killed my friend you know like it's a different kind of lie i also thought about that and i think it's a combination of the two and perhaps also that he's like now convinced himself that he like oh, what i did was right i did the right thing because he killed lamar and maybe as i said you know we're kind of splitting hairs here what does it matter well, I killed one of the bad guys who was trying to kill me. Yeah, trying to kill them all. I, I think it just says something to what they're going to do with the character going forward. Because, like I said, um, John Walker is not a villain in in the comics. No, he, well, he's not. A, he's not like a evil mastermind in the show either. He's just a big dumb idiot. <laughs> but but I mean, like he does in the comics. He continues to do things for good as well as for evil. Like he's like broken. So I don't know. I, I just thought that was interesting. I'm curious to see what they do with him in in the next episode, because um, this is not the last time we see John Walker, even though uh, his story seems to be tied up. Right. Everyone's story is resolved. Even like you could even say, like, at this point, if we were done with the Flag Smashers, it would be fine. What they rose to a level of prominence. They got a very strong reaction. They got a very strong response from the authorities. And so they went underground to be seen. At a later date, perhaps, or maybe, you know, they'll just disappear like that bad guy from the Hulk who never resurfaced. So in this episode, we see Carly and she's like, now is the time we're going to do the thing now. And like, it's this vague thing. Right. It could mean anything. What are they trying to do? (laughs) Okay, we're not we're not there. there. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. (laughs) Then we get a Sam and Bucky training with the shield montage. And we also get the emotional climax of their character arcs. Yep. Where Sam has decided, well, I think he it's kind of discussed in terms of like what's going on with Bucky. 
where he's like, you can either accept the shitty things that you did, or you can put in the work, as Sam says, to actually make amends and, and, and right the wrongs of your past and, and turn over a new leaf into something positive. And he's saying this to Bucky about Bucky's situation, but also he's like saying it to himself about the Captain America situation and about America in a larger sense. Right. Right. And that, that was interesting conversation. I'll, it, it, it resonated and it, it was clever writing. And again, I was like, and roll credits because we're done. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it, I mean, it goes to show that, that when they want to, Marvel can do interesting things with their stories. Um, I, I think that it's it's really just the studio not wanting to take risks. So everything is paint by numbers. But like every now and then you see a, like a crack of something really interesting. And I think WandaVision, the entire show, was a crack of something interesting that, I mean, you could argue didn't pan out as uh, as interesting as it should have been but i think that this moment where like everything had two meanings and it was kind of wrapped up in a nice bow the like you said the emotional climax of these characters both macro and micro uh i don't know missed opportunities somewhere in there but it is like as you said earlier like they <laughs> they shot this in a certain order and they're like, okay, we've got the big cap cap fight scene, <laughs> followed by the resolution in Louisiana where they fix up the boat and talk about their feelings. And then at some point they're like, why don't we just swap those around? <laughs> Move those around. <laughs> right, because w- would the story really have hurt if like, he took the shield, had the big climactic fight, and then had this scene where like he decided to take on the moniker? Like, are we going to gain anything? This, this... This whole series, while it's brought up some interesting issues vis-a-vis like politics of the MCU or whatever, which, you know, I don't, I don't hate. I think it's a little interesting. Um, the whole thing is unnecessary. <laughs> we just assume that, that Sam accepts the shield when Steve gives it to him at the end of Endgame. This whole series is like, oh, but he had to think about it first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Nothing really changed, huh? I mean, well, we reintroduced some characters, but we didn't right. need to. I mean, Zemo's back in jail. In fact, if you had told me that in one line, we transferred Zemo to Wakanda, there, there's Zemo's, and he's where he's where he would have been. Right. Yeah. He didn't like. He didn't have to be in like Interpol jail with with Bilbo. He could have just gone to Wakanda in the first place. Right. Anyhow. <laughs> um. And this is where the episode, like, really goes to shit <laughs> at the end here. We go back to Sharon Carter, everyone's favorite character. Oh, yeah. And and she is speaking to her her French terrorist's contact. What? She's doing <laughs> bad guy stuff, I guess? No. And then there's a scene that you were mentioning earlier where Carly and her, like, unnamed flag smasher friends who i watched this with the subtitles on and like you know they'll name the character if the character's not on screen and it'll just say flag smasher one flag smasher two no so they didn't even give these dudes names yeah that's so (laughs) funny (laughs) 
and they're in America now. I, I what are they in New York City? I guess so. They look up at the timeline of the city, and that's supposed to be like, oh shit, they're in New York City. But I didn't even recognize any of the buildings, so I'm just assuming. And <laughs> the he's like, we're gonna finally, I don't know, kill everyone at the GRC. What, Carly? We don't have the strength to do that. Don't worry. I called in some backup, and who do we see? But the French pirate from the beginning of the Winter Soldier. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Oh, no, not him. He's got a jumpsuit. And he's got a name. His name is apparently Bartruck. The Leaper. The the Leaper. <laughs> this guy is lame as fuck, man. And like, he was kind of cool in the beginning of the Winter Soldier. Because you know, Captain America's like, all right, I'll put down this the shield and and fight, you know, fair or whatever. And this guy, oh, I guess he held his own against Captain America. But I mean, he still went down. There was still never any sense that he would have beaten Steve. But now he's back. He's back for everyone that remembers him. I mean, truly, who gives a shit? And they could have had any large dude show up, and it would have had the exact same effect. It's just like, well, don't worry, I got backup. It's a big guy with a gun. I feel like an idiot because every time this guy appears on screen, I don't remember him. I mm-hmm. th- like people like you just mentioned the fight in the beginning of the Winter Soldier. I when I watched that movie, I loved that movie. I don't even remember him in the movie. But like everybody online, everyone that I talk to remembers him from the beginning of that movie. And then they recognized him in the first episode of of, uh, of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I didn't recognize him. I did him. not. I didn't recognize him then either, but uh, I did, I, for some reason, I recognized him now. Uh, if if nobody told me that, there, that all three of these scenes are with the same character, I would never have known. Yeah, it's just the, the French terrorists, and sorry, I've been calling them French terrorists. They're not French terrorists, they're from Algiers, and so they're just Francophone terrorists. They're not actually from France. <laughs> And and the, he wants revenge on Sam because I guess Sam is friends with Steve. Or oh no, he wants revenge on on Sam for the first action sequence in episode one. Perhaps it truly doesn't matter if this character doesn't die in the next episode. I'm going to be really annoyed because I'm no, sick of him. He's going to join the Dark <laughs> Avengers. He's the leader of the Dark right. Avengers. He's the he's the linchpin. So she wants to go kill the GRC. The GRC are having their meeting. And again, like, they're just being like, I, I, I want to do the evil thing and oppress the people. No, we can't oppress the people that much. We should only <laughs> oppress them this much. I think we should oppress them the least amount. And, and just then the lights go out and the screen turns red. And, and you know, the, the laughing puppet face from Saw appears on the <laughs> monitor. And, and that's the cliffhanger. Because, you know, Carly and the Flag Smashers, as super soldiers, pretty big threat. But now they have a kind of big French guy with a gun. <laughs> right. And so they're unstoppable. Yeah, I- I'm really curious how they're going to pull this all together in the end uh, and make it make sense. Because I- if you go back and you just watch the Flag Smashers scenes, are they doing anything? Do they have a goal? No, they just they're they're bringing vaccines and then they're they're just antagonizing the the UN basically <laughs> and 
<laughs> Every scene they're in, one of them is just like wistfully looking off in the distance and being like, do you remember the broad strokes of our backstory when we did this and that <laughs> and then got the serum? <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they had to cut uh, yeah. so much. I hate out them, of the, man. Of... They, they suck. I wonder if they had to cut so much out of the uh, out of the, the plot or rather out of out of what they shot uh, to cut out the pandemic storyline. And they just kept reshooting like their backstory shots and they just spliced them all in there. And so <laughs> the, the we're setting up for this confrontation in New York hmm. where everything happens. We also have we have a post credit scene. <gasps> where John Walker is putting together his own Captain America shield. He's he's cut a uh, a plastic trash can lid into a circle, <laughs> and he's glued his C- Congressional Medal of Honor to it. And and he just absolutely know there's going to be a part where like he throws this at Sam, and Sam throws the real shield, and the real shield splits that one in half and clonks. John in the head, and then John plummets like a sixty feet and lands, and so he's out of the fight, and he goes to the raft too, or whatever. That is for sure going to happen exactly the way I described it. That would be funny, <laughs> right? Because there's no way that the shield, like it can't. It, the whole point is that it's made out of vibranium. Yes, and so if you just make a shield out of aluminum, it's not going to do anything. It's going to be like the situation that doc brown described if you tried to crash a delorean into a 54 chevy yeah (laughs) and so what are can we we talk briefly chat predictions for the last episode as i said uh cap shield cuts through the fake shield and knocks john and john falls but he doesn't die because he's he's a good character and they're gonna want to reuse him i think that um they're going to uh, have a big fight with Carly and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, and then John Walker's not really going to show up until the end. And I think that they're gonna they're gonna beat uh, the Flag Smashers, and then John Walker's gonna show up, and he's going to very publicly murder them all, and leave without uh, fighting Bucky and and Sam. And he's gonna be interesting. Like, there, I did a good thing. I'm Captain America. I think that there will be a moment where uh, Bucky probably fights Carly, the Flag Smashers, and is it, I want to say Bartok, but I guess his name is Batroc. I'm going to call him Bartok because it's easier for me to say. Bucky is going <laughs> to dispatch with the Flag Smashers and Bartok, and Sam is going to be dressed as Captain America, and John is going to be dressed as Captain America. And they will have a Captain America off. <laughs> and um, I think there will be a moment where Bucky shows Carly mercy. But as I think what you said just now of like John brutally murdering the Flag Smashers would be an interesting plot development and something personally I'd like to see. So hopefully that'll happen. <laughs> Brutal murder. I'd like to see that. <laughs> I just I, I sincerely hope the Flag Smashers and Bartok do not make it out of the next episode. Yeah, no. So lame. Well, Bartok is going to be around forever, but um, the Flag Smashers, <laughs> there's no way they, they, they make it out of this story. I, I think that if if they um, if they have, have John Walker kill the Flag Smashers, it will set him up exactly where his character should be from the comics, where he's doing the he's kind of like the Punisher, like he's doing the right 
you're doing the wrong thing for the right reasons. Um, and, and, and if you think about it, like, sure, he doesn't like Sam and Bucky. And, you know, I'm sure he's very mad at them. But his real gripe is with the people who took away who he was. And that wasn't Sam and Bucky. That was America. You know, so he's he's got something to prove. Then there will be a scene where it was Sharon Carter all along, yeah. right? That's going to happen. It's going to be fucking stupid. I think Probably... Vision's going to show up and just take everybody out. <laughs> that would be good. No, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. We've been waiting for him to show up, right? right and, They're and, in New York. Bartok, is, Bartok is Mephisto. Finally. Yes. <laughs> and uh, probably the after credit scene is like Zemo saying to the guard, like, hey, can I come out of my cell for a little bit? And the guard's like, okay, but don't don't escape. <laughs> think that's likely? Uh, or, a cooler after credit scene would be some kind of confirmation that a bad guy team is being put together. Like, hopefully, the after credit scene, they just they just reshoot the after credit scene from the end of Justice League, where it's uh, uh, Jesse Eisenberg is like, let's put together a team of our own. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that would probably hold the most weight. Um, I think, if I'm being realistic, it's going to be a short little scene of a character that will will be like, oh, hey, it's that guy. And then it's not really going to have any consequences in the greater universe. I think you're, I think it's going to be Zemo talking to, to his prison guard and like you see the beginnings of him manipulating him. Or maybe we find out that the person who's watching him is a character who may be on the Dark Avengers. Yeah. Something like Something that. with Zemo maybe the after Like, hey, prison guard. Would you like some Turkish delight? <laughs> Baba Black Sheep. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think we're going to see Zemo in this episode. A post credit scene, if they're planning on using him again soon, makes the most sense. Yeah, I say John Walker does not die. Um, the Flag Smashers will all die, except I would say Carly may survive. I hope she doesn't, because I find her to be so boring. But perhaps she will. That's it. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it, and and uh, hopefully uh, it'll be good and not bad. But I think it'll probably be bad. That's my final prediction. The last episode is going to be bad. I, I have worse, one one last question. Uh huh. Are we going to find out who the power broker is? Yeah, it's Sharon Carter. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's it. Hot take. Yeah, and she's a. A bad guy. Well, no, she's like this John Walker. Like she's a, she's a, um, uh, an amoral, ambiguous guy. She's she does the good and bad for profit. Cool. Yeah, that's a good place to stop. <laughs> stop.